What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. Today on the show, we are catching up with Christian Wilkins and Javon Holland and Michael Dieter, some important players for the Dolphins this upcoming season. We heard from them all on Wednesday, and we'll talk about what they had to say here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. And today on the show, we're going to be diving into the press conferences from Wednesday with Javon Holland and Michael Dieter. And from Christian Wilkins, uh, these are obviously kind of cornerstone players for the Dolphins, not necessarily from a, at least in, in Dieter's perspective, best players on the team, but you know, pillars of their respective units. And uh, of course, Javon Holland has the luxury of having Xavier Howard and Byron Jones roaming with him in the secondary, but Christian Wilkins, uh, very much a centerpiece of the defensive line. Michael Dieter is... Uh, at least at this point in time, the anchor of the offensive line. So some interesting perspective brought uh, by them yesterday. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And with that in mind, I want to get right after it, with the exception of one thing, which is, is a natural segue to the Michael Dieter uh, press conference. And that was uh, a report that came out this week that the Dolphins may be maybe exploring the idea of playing Connor Williams, the team's interior offensive lineman signed in free agency at the center position uh, this offseason. And of course, it's a very, very early. I believe the report came from uh, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. And we kind of heard when... Connor Williams first sign that they might not be committed to playing him in an individual spot. And then the report from Jackson came out this week. Uh, the team is being, the team views him as an option to play center. Uh, he's splitting his time between guard and center uh, during OTAs. It's very early. We don't have pads on yet, but I would be, extremely surprised and probably honestly somewhat disappointed if the vision for Connor Williams was to play him at the center position. Um, you'd have to really play some musical chairs elsewhere, right? Is, is Dieter getting moved to guard? Is Dieter now a backup and you're also starting Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg? I don't have those answers. And, and of course, neither, do, neither does the team just yet. But I couldn't help but cringe a little bit when I saw that because the Dolphins and the ideology that's been in place for the past several seasons to continuously cross-train offensive linemen, I think has done more harm than good, to be completely honest with you. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm not angry yet. I'm not irritated yet. I'm not annoyed yet. But I am a little apprehensive. Uh, and well, that that is a storyline we're going to have to wait 
and see how it materializes throughout the course of the summertime. Uh, because obviously we, we have plenty of time. We have about two months until camp, uh, which is, is two and a half months till camp. Let's be honest. So uh, we got a little bit of time to let this thing marinate, but that is something I am certainly watching because the report came through courtesy of Barry Jackson and the Miami Herald. But we heard from Michael Dieter, who is listed here on the media transcript portal as a center slash guard. Hmm. We heard from him yesterday. And the first question that he was asked was, nothing is guaranteed, but do you take any encouragement from the fact that the Dolphins didn't prioritize center in the offseason? There was no veteran center sign. Uh, does it make you feel good that knowing you need to that even while knowing you need to compete to win the starting job again? And Dieter said, it doesn't really make me feel any kind of way. I'm excited. I have a chance to come out and compete and play for the Dolphins. That's really all I can focus on. Obviously, it didn't happen. It's not something I'm really worried about. I just need to get ready to compete again this year. Um, we heard for a really long time throughout this offseason that the Dolphins wanted to add competition to the room. And maybe the opportunities did not present themselves. And that's why Connor Williams is apparently getting a sniff. Uh, but I, I do think Michael Dieter having a chance to come out and compete again this year has plenty of upside. It's just having contingencies to protect yourself because the sample size of, of Dieter playing has not been particularly strong. And if that's what this, this part of the year is for, for Connor Williams, and we get into the season and Michael Dieter is nuclear at center, which I don't think he would be, but you do need to have backup plans. Okay. Uh, he was asked about the wide zone rushing attack. Uh, asked to explain the key responsibilities that are unique to the center position. Dieter's response, it's the same in the respect that the center has to get everyone on the same page. Got to get the IDs, get the whole offensive line ready and just cut it loose and be right assignment wise. But then the whole offensive line, it's a system where we can just play with confidence and cut it loose and not really worry, worry about winning and not worry about losing. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of fun things uh, because we can play with confidence. It seems really exciting. It's going to be exciting. If I'm interpreting that response properly, and this is kind of me trying to blend what Mike said and and what I understand about zone concepts is uh, you have a landmark that you're working for. Everybody is working for a certain landmark on whatever down lineman is to the play side to them. And if you just push to that landmark, now you just get to turn into a bully and you, you get to, okay, you want to go left? Let's go left. You want to go right? Let's go right. Um, and, and you don't have to worry about, okay, I got to get fit and worry about the lead blocker coming off my block. So conceptually, that's um, that's how I understand that response uh, from Mike and what it, it means. Michael Dieter was also asked about uh, the success of all of the prominent offensive coaches in running the football. It occurs that Mike McDaniel, Matt Applebaum, and Frank Smith have all had years of experience in successful rushing attacks, 
What kind of a sense do you get about the type of commitment to run that those guys want to have? I think we'll enjoy this answer. You could just tell talking with them that running the ball is something that is important to all three of them, and it's cool as an offensive lineman. It's always pretty refreshing to hear. The way I think they're so successful is the detail, the way they break it down and make it almost simple and how you can be effective and how you can run the ball effectively. It's cool to have three guys who are smart and care about the run and want to get the run going no matter what. When they break it down and simplify it for you, it gives you a lot of confidence. We've been over this on this podcast. And obviously you can look at the history of the Miami Dolphins with the exception of the mid to late 80s. Miami, historically, South Florida humidity, conditioning can be a factor. Miami traditionally has been a football team that is at its best when they can pound the rock at you. The Ricky Williams tenure, the Wildcat tenure, of course, the early Don Shula years. Through 83, Osanka and kick. Yes, let's get let's get a little bit of that energy back in this franchise, right? Because if you mean to tell me that 1 o'clock p.m. September kickoff games, you don't have the best advantage of football and you're not taking advantage of it because you're going three and out, you're wasting it. You can run tempo all you want, yada, yada. Smash the rocket people. Test to their will on top of their conditioning. Let's see what happens. You might just like it. Uh, if you're shopping for something special this Mother's Day, I have something you might just like as well. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Dolphins listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So we didn't just hear from... Michael Dieter, we heard from Christian Wilkins. And anytime Christian talks, I get excited, right? Because he is such a personality, such a dynamic individual. The first thing that Christian Wilkins was asked was a deeper question. And it was one that uh, Christian actually brought quite a bit of a response to. He's asked, if he could speak about the three years of developing that he's had here in the process of that development from his own personal standpoint, working with the coaches and the trainer, how have those three years allowed you to become the player you are and become more consistent and productive uh, as far as defensive tackles go in the NFL? Christian's response. Biggest thing was just kind of early on a lot was overwhelming. You come in with a lot of expectations as a first round pick with a new coach, new everything, everything's new, a lot of pressure. So you're just trying to get your feet under you. You're like, damn, and you're just trying to figure out life. You're trying to figure out everything else, not just ball. You've got a lot of different responsibility and things like that. So there's a lot of things that come with that. You're trying to figure out the scheme and things like that. But pretty much for me, I just stuck with the process. I just kept working all the way through, and I'm continuing to work, continuing to try and get better and better every day. 
it just felt like year after year, I've gotten better at a lot of things I wanted to get better at coming into each season. So hopefully I just stick with that process and keep getting better and better each year. Healthy reminder that these guys are very much human beings, right? Christian Wilkins, first round pick, national champion. Very colorful personality with the team. On top of the world. Should be, right? But he comes to Miami and and now after several years of of work and reflecting on those early years, thinks about a lot about the pressures and um, all of the personal and professional changes that he underwent at once. And I think it's it's very easy for us to lose that perspective on some of these guys, right? They seem larger than life. But that's when we talk about players develop and progress uh, at different rates. It's because they're all human, right? Christian Wilkins uh, was congratulated on picking up his fifth year. Uh, wanted to get your take on that move by the club. I think it's I think it's great. It's awesome. I'm glad to, I'm going to be here for another year, and I'm just blessed overall. Kind of what we talked about earlier with the other question. I'm just progressing each year. The team had to make a decision. They picked up my option. That's great. I'm excited to be here for at least another year. He was asked, do you think there's a chance he might get a long-term deal done with the Dolphins? Christian passed. He said, the biggest thing I'm trying to focus on is ball. Let whoever else, the powers of that be, handle all that stuff and talk about all that stuff. I just like to focus on ball, being a good teammate, and just being better every day. Stay with the process. The rest will take care of itself. He got a question. And it comes down to a business standpoint and was in asked to him through the lens of being the NFLPA rep for the Dolphins. From a business standpoint with the new collective bargaining agreement deal, do you find it interesting that once you guys guaranteed the fifth year fully, not guarantee it, but we can opt out of it before the new league year starts, do you find it interesting that so many teams aren't picking up the fifth year option? Christian really didn't give you a, a in-depth answer, but I really like this question. Uh, it was asked, it's a good question, I think case-by-case. Case. The biggest thing to understand is that the league is a business and there's a really case-by-case case situation, so it's definitely interesting. Every team has decisions they have to make and that they have to control. They have that power. But uh, the collective bargaining agreement and its changes for rookie contracts have most definitely created shifts and changes in, in how teams are conducting business. Because the floor, like, like you almost, depending on the position, you don't want a middle class, right? If you're going to be paying a fully guaranteed fifth-year option, you either want a guy who has been injured, has struggled with playing time, and therefore it can be perceived as a bargain even if the talent is there, or you understand this is this fifth-year option, like we want the long-term deal done and guaranteed ahead of time because this is going to be a whole lump sum worth of money. We don't, like Christian Wilkins playing defensive tackle helps his case in that his fifth-year option dollar amount is not overwhelming, but he, if he was a quarterback or if he was drafted in the top three picks, if he'd made a, a Pro Bowl, you know, you, you're at the point where 
that fully guaranteed dollar amount, if you want to pay guys out, pay them the signing bonus and get a long-term deal done. So that financial layer uh, to the new CBA is definitely something that has been interesting to watch the last couple of years. And I thought it was interesting that Christian got that question. And he's right. It is a team-by-team, case-by-case basis because financials are dictated by each team. They have a lot to do with whatever that decision ultimately is for all of those teams. Uh, Christian was then asked, what's it like to be one of the only defensive linemen in the first round that gets the fifth year picked up? Is it a feather in your cap? Like, hey, I'm one of the best producers. He said, no. I don't think about it like that because, again, it's case by case. You don't know what other teams have going on. I just try to focus on ball and let everything come as it happens. I don't try to think about it like that because as soon as you start thinking like that, you have to keep a humble spirit and a humble mindset. As soon as you start thinking like that, another BS, a lot of, a lot of other BS gets in the way and you're not focused on the things you need to focus on. Christian, um, I just I, I think it's fun that – Knowing Christian like Christian, the person is like that, is very humble mindset and humble spirit. But anytime he's mic'd up, it's like if you contrasted Christian on the field and Christian off the field, I think it it's, paints this very funny kind of picture, uh, picture and dynamic of like who you have to be on Sundays to have success and the energy that Christian plays with. Um, He's a goofy, goofy trash talker, man. So I, I just enjoyed him humbling himself within that moment and foiling that to what we see on game days as often as Christian is constantly just badgering some poor offensive lineman to death where they're they're ready for the game to be over so they just don't have to talk to him anymore. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. Major League Baseball and this weekend's run to the Roses at the Kentucky Derby. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Javon Holland. Kind of reinforcing the hey, these guys are, are people. Bit was really, really fun to hear him talk about going to the Pro Bowl with Xavier Howard. Uh, it was great. It was a great experience. I felt super motivated. That was one of the best moments for me as a younger player, as a competitor, to go see those guys out there. Like, this is the goal. This is where I want to get to. Having Xavier Howard there, X is awesome. The whole time I was with him, tracking him, interviewing him or whatnot, he's a better guy than he's a football player. Seeing people that have been good in the league for a long time when I was a kid, like I saw Joe Hayden, and it was cool because I was like, what's up? And he was like, I know who you are. What's good, Javon? He knew my name. I'm Javon Holland, but that's Joe Hayden. You know how many pairs of Jordan cleats he's got? That alone blew my mind. I told my dad the same thing and my brother too. That was dope. I always enjoy when guys who get to the league kind of have those kinds of interactions. Right with guys that they watched for a really long time and probably took some things out of their film from as they were studying and creating their own skill set. And then to interact with that player and that player be like, yo, real recognize real, right? That's always fun. And hearing uh, Javon talk a little bit about that at the Pro Bowl, uh, 
was kind of another reinforcement and, and reminder of that same human element that we talked about earlier, uh, as well as uh, Travis, the goat here on uh, Locked On Dolphins, asked him d- during Javon's presser, he said, uh, this time last year, I'm sure you were getting here and just getting you know, your coaches and teammates and all that stuff. I wanted to ask you if you reflect upon where you were at this time last year compared to now. You had to get to know the playbook, the building, the city, and now you come here, I'd imagine, with a much firmer grasp on those things. Javon's answer. Last year, I was in an unknown element. I was really nervous about everything. I had never been to Florida before. I went by the hotel we were staying at. There was a little lake. I went jogging by the lake, and there was a frog. I'm thinking it's an alligator because I'm from California. I thought there was an alligator everywhere. I started tripping, running back to my room. But now I'm cool. I'm comfortable. I like it here. I love Florida, the sun, the sky, all that. I'm definitely, I was definitely nervous being here. It's the NFL. I was shaking in my boots, for lack of better terms. I feel way better now. That's um, fun, first of all, right? You wouldn't expect anything less from Javon Holland. Um, But again, getting these guys acclimated, and the reason why I'm kind of hammering this point home today is because we've also talked about a lot about the year two and the year three players that exist on the Miami Dolphins and the opportunities that they are going to have this upcoming season. And you don't really know each player's individual perspective and individual story unless they share it with you. So for some of these players who might have been slow getting acclimated to life as a Miami Dolphin, and they performed just okay, or maybe they underperformed a little bit, or they were good, but they weren't great, and you thought they could be great, those jumps are coming. Because whether it's Christian Wilkins, year one to year two, and year two to year three, or Javon Holland from year one to year two, Like, think about how much more comfortable Javon Holland is and think about how good he was last year. And now think about, okay, that's the starting point. That is one of the big layers for this team that is going to be the mystery X factor that determines the ceiling when it's all said and done. Is the individual, personal, and professional growth of young players. How high those players go could ultimately determine how high this team goes in 2022. But you got examples from a couple of different guys that are big-time contributors on this team to serve as that reminder that this is applicable to everybody. So just keep that in mind. Hope you'll keep Locked On Dolphins in mind. We got power to the pod tomorrow. Make sure you play it accordingly. Fins up. Thanks for checking out Locked On Dolphins. If you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday, make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.